What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're watching and listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, on this fine Wednesday is a little brother, Jace. How are you, bro shot? Doing good. Good. So, yeah, we're not going to break all these these down just because of all kinds of things. But did you like Walking Dead this week? I, I mean, you know, Aaron kind of... He, he he tried to hit his red raw. I mean, uh, red Rick uh, moment. I was kind. I was kind of di- interesting, but I mean, after you wake up from a dream where you know it's everybody's coming at you from all sides, I can see being freaked out for a couple bits, and you know, and you need to let off some steam. I really liked how his nightmare deal focused on all the villains that they fought. Like that was kind of cool. I I wish there was some kind of way they could have said like, like maybe like a button. Hi, I'm Negan for a savior. We had the wolves. We had everybody else. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, I really like this episode, and probably not shocking because Daryl and Carol weren't at the forefront, and everybody else is fair game. And this is what the show does so well when they do it right, where they focus on other characters, where we like Aaron, we like Jerry, and we're not sure if in any scenario something bad could happen to them. We know Carol's in bubble wrap, and Lydia is, she's also in that category if something had happened to her. I don't know if I've ever gotten to the point of, oh, I really care and really like Lydia, but I don't dislike her, which in a show like Walking Dead at this point is far more important than whether I like somebody. Uh, we got to see Judith deal with some emotional fallout where it's like, yes, this is how a kid should react to her brother being dead, her dad being presumed dead, and her mom just deciding, I'm going to go shoot Black Panther 2, so peace out. And I think that was the dumbest thing ever in the show. Well, one of the dumbest things ever. I mean, it's like, why in the world would she leave her kids with this crew? I mean, they're a bunch of screw-ups. So, yeah, I, I hated that. How many communities have they lost at that point? Quite a lot. Like, I mean, basic, basically all of them. Yeah, it, it was. It's like if you guys needed a bad. I mean, I know you don't want to write off R.J. and Judith just because Michonne. Judith just because, but it's like, guys, there you can't have Michonne leave and just like, uh, I'm just gonna go. And it's not even like, oh, one. I mean, we assume she loves both these kids as her own, so it's like she just pieces out for no real good reason, just like. I think there's another way. So instead of actually taking my kids where I can actually, you know, look out for them, I'm just going to leave them with you, Scrubs, and Daryl. Yeah. And Carol. Because you guys are the most stable people ever, right? Not so much. So, yeah, it, that that part was has always been a little dicey for me. I'm sure Judith's mom and dad appreciate her still getting a paycheck and still being able to be on the show. But it's still one of those deals where it's like, eh, I think you guys should have thought that through a little better. Um, then we also had Negan and Maggie go at it again. Like you're, you're just got it. Your head in the clouds. This is not working out, Maggie. We need to leave. And then it was like bad negative reinforcement because Gabriel and Elijah did show up, and it's like, oh man, Negan's right, but you guys are making it so Maggie's gonna think she's right. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, well. This this is this is Providence. They're here. It's like, no, everybody else is dead in this group. I mean, it's literally your whole group is dead. They're not. I don't remember how many more people they have, but it's like two people who didn't die. 
magically in the evading the ravagers in the damn reapers. A reaper, yeah, who, who magically evaded the reapers at night while the ra- reapers have night vision goggles or whatever the heck they were pushing. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I really liked this episode. Thought it was good. Like to see Aaron step up. I really feel like they could have just made Aaron more of the main leader instead of trying to do this democratic. Everybody's a leader because I think Aaron Ross Marcon does a great job and. I think The Walking Dead is the kind of show that could easily handle having a LGBT character front and center and have him more developed than, yeah, he's one of our gay characters. I think they've done a really good job with him. And, you know, he could have been the guy for me. I mean, and another aspect of it is like, he was the one who was always going, I mean, when Alexandra was first intro- we were first introduced to Alexandra, he was the guy bringing people into the community. Yeah, exactly. And now after their community, he's one of the original non getting your face in enough members of Alexandra. So I think he would have more say like, hey, this has really been my home for maybe 10 years. This is my community. I don't want to give it up. So I should be the leader doing things to make sure this community thrives and not listening to whatever Hairbrain idea, Maggie, or you know, Gabriel has, or you know, I'm gonna actually try and make this thing work before it doesn't. Yeah, and then another thing was the Commonwealth, and one of my uh, frequent commentators on TV reviews, Tim Reeves, pointed out that the Commonwealth is actually the smartest group in all these communities because they have their people out in armor, thus negating any possible way to get beaten eaten by walkers and it's like you're absolutely right i mean this is something they should have done a long time ago but the commonwealth found a halloween shop with a bunch of first order stuff and we're like yes that's us and that works perfectly okay i'm I'm gonna give you the one reason it is not a good explanation on why this other communities might not have done this Beside a uh, Halloween store in, in the area. No, no. Remember, I mean, um, gosh, what's my man? Um, Ezekiel's crew actually had armor, and they at least had, you know, they were trying. They were doing no, something no. similar. I'm not wearing hockey pads. They were wearing football pads, <laughs> shoulder pads. Hey, at least it was some. I mean, at least it was some kind of protection from just random bites. And you but, remember how often they got I mean, bit by walkers? Not that often. Well, they didn't. It was just when they started hanging out. It was when they started hanging out with Rick and the boys. That's when they started getting got. But it, it's, it's more every, like Rick and his crew always had to deal with more so people issues than walkers. And then except, you know, when Alexandria gets overridden, most of the time they're dealing with people. So a bunch of uh, first order armor is not going to be the best thing in the fight against dudes who actually can figure out how to get rid of it. All stuff. I'm saying is as many times as we've seen people get killed by walkers, having some light armor or just some hey, let me slip have like a let me slip on this the shoulder arm pads gear and then if I can find it, my knee pad stuff and chin protection. I don't know. Alright, so the last thing with the Commonwealth was Eugene's on his date with Stephanie. Now there's some sites who have 
prior knowledge of stuff that's existed in the comic book. So they're doing the, oh, ho, bet you didn't know this is going on. And it's like, okay. I mean, I really thought there was some significance to the lady getting ice cream uh, before him. Cut the line with him and Stephanie. And uh, thanks to a little early reading. I guess not early reading. Just theories which are probably true because of existing knowledge it's going to pan out but i think that's going to be interesting to see that on the show but i'm loving the commonwealth stuff i am firmly on team commonwealth i don't think they should help the former rick crew whatsoever because much like the crew on fear the walking dead which would have destroyed the commonwealth in 72 hours rick's crew would mean well but ultimately, it would go the way of Hilltop and Alexandria and Oceana and Arcadia, Arcadia, everything. I mean, like, but you're really looking like Alexandria was a thriving community until Rick basically got in his head. He's like, well, if they don't understand reality, we're going to take this son JoJo over. And that, yeah. You know, oh, and that brings, hey, you know, you go talk to Hilltop, hey. You then you bring Negan over there too. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Again, it's Rick and his crew that are always a downfall. And after you interview Eugene, who's been around for all of it, after he says, "Hey, I really need you to help him," I'm like, "Oh hell no, I'm not helping them fools." Like, no, man, dude. I'm, if I could put a brain eraser and make you forget about these guys, that's what's happening. Like, I don't trust them. Like, any bad things follow them, dudes. I'm good. One hundred percent. All right, so. Let's get on to the actual show since I was not talking about Walking Dead and yet we still managed to talk about Walking Dead. So this November 12th is going to be Disney Plus Day because no day on the calendar can just be its day. It has to have some significance. But for people who are on Disney Plus, that is when Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be available. No premium access needed. You can just watch the movie. Um, They're also going to have a... Boba Fett special spinoff, kind of looking at Boba Fett in advance of the book of Boba Fett. So Disney CEO Bob Shapik said, uh, we'll be surprising people with offers and it will be an annual thing. We're going to have new content released against one of our four key franchises. I assume those four are Marvel, Star Wars. I am blanking on the other two. Avatar. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we've got the we're gonna have some preview footage of the book of Boba Fett. Jungle Cruise will also be available for free, so if you missed it, you can check it out. Then I like that movie; I thought it was good, so or good enough. It's it's it kind of falls apart, kind of trying to be Pirates of the Caribbean, but for free on Disney Plus. I think it's perfectly entertaining. They're also gonna have a new Disney Plus original movie, Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, I think I would like this if Macaulay Coughlin was older, trying to get teenagers who were trying to break into his house. Maybe like a Don't Breathe, but I think that takes it to a totally different movie. Jeff, that's a little darker. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> They're going to have a, <laughs> some series of shorts from Walt Disney Animation Studios called Olaf Presents. Uh, Olaf is going to be retelling several classic Disney tales in his own unique manner. We're going to see some fan favorites of other Disney shorts. They're going to have The Simpsons pay tribute to Disney Plus marquee brands. So I guess we'll see Bart as The Mandalorian, Homer as Captain America, something. 
Um, let's see. And then we're going to have a special celebration of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Star Wars. I'm sorry, on Disney Plus with an exciting look towards the future. You know, what that means is probably some teases of Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, maybe one of those movies coming up. So, a lot, yeah. lots to be excited about. Okay. But if you're. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, now, is Olaf going to have to have a disclaimer that some of these uh, shorts don't represent the view of Disney now and today? No, that's part of this retelling. So it's going to be classic, uh, you know, sanitized, modern era Disney. So no worries there. Don't don't worry. All right. So one person who is not really happy with Disney is Marcia Lewis. Lucas, not Lewis. She is George (laughs) Lucas's ex-wife and the Oscar-winning editor of Star Wars. She has some thoughts on the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Please share. <laughs> here is horse carcass, and here's my wooden object. But because of the person saying it, I felt it was absolutely, positively worth sharing. Okay. Um, this is from Howard Ken's engineer. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm butchering this guy's name. It's J.W. Rensler's new book about a producer's life. I will try to figure out how to pronounce Howard's last name because I don't like when people butcher stuff like that. But uh, my apologies. So anyway, Marcia Lucas has some comments and she is talking about Kathleen Kennedy. She says she's a wonderful woman who's really smart and really bright. Just not a fan of what's been done to Star Wars. Now that she's running Lucasfilm and making movies, it seems to me that Kathy Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it. And J.J. Abrams is writing these stories. When I saw that movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely, positively, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? And at the end of the last one, The Last Jedi, they have Luke disintegrate. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker. And they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. Last statement here worth mentioning. Um, Talking about Rey. They think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience. So now their main character is this female who's supposed to have Jedi powers. But we don't know how she got Jedi powers. Or who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Just terrible awful you can quote me on it now clearly (laughs) this interview took place before we find out the rise of skywalker is actually the rise of palpatine's grandbaby um so we do learn that origin which i would have loved to have heard her thoughts after that movie because i think it would have been even better because it's worse so this is absolutely zero new i just thought it was really funny to have someone associated with star wars just roasted what did you think i honestly i think if you could really truly i mean like i don't know if george lucas has like some clause in it that he can't you know take a massive number two on uh the new franchise but i'm sure he'd probably say the same thing it's like you know if you were just a fan of kind of the concept of star wars you can understand that the new trilogy just is not that it's it's I don't want to say, I hate to say this, but there was some, there was a lot of negative things in that. There was a lot of bait and switch. 
there was a sad agenda in the movie that didn't make any sense. And I think it's, it was it's, just, we're perfectly fine to spoil things at this point. Spoil. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm just like, agenda. You know, like it's they, they just instead of making an actually fully fleshed out like character, you know, a female Jedi, they just like we just need a female Jedi. What? What? Are, what's her deal? Don't care. We're gonna make anything? Nope. Um, what about the black dude with the lightsaber? Are we gonna talk about? Him? Nope. We're just trying to get some black people and make them think they're gonna have a black Jedi, and then after they watch the movie. He ain't a black Jedi. He's just a dude who picked up a, a, a lightsaber off the ground and you know tossed it around. Force sensitive. Uh, I'm sorry. Did, I'm sorry. That was in the extended universe in the book that did not make it into the movie. So he's just Ray. I gotta tell her something. What are you gonna tell? Yeah, and we, we've. I think we have crapped on that that franchise so much, and that's why we. I myself am quite happy that Dave Filoni is. Putting the magic eraser to get rid of all that crap. And, you know, hopefully John Fravor also is like, yeah, we don't need all that too. So, yeah. I mean, I very much like, is even happening on Disney Plus, I still have not felt the need to, you know what? I'm bored for two hours. Let me put on Last Jedi and watch how this just goes to crap. This does, I don't need to do that. Remind me, I still have the Rift tracks of which I can watch that. So I need to watch that with something I would enjoy because that would be funny as opposed to my thoughts on those movies but let's let's give star wars credit because the franchise has turned around we've got these great shows on clone wars uh uh you know mandalorian um i deliberately left out that one but um i know people enjoy (laughs) people do enjoy bad batch so that's awesome uh ewan mcgregor said that obi-wan kenobi will not disappoint star wars fans and as somebody who's been involved in Star Wars, I kind of trust his take that he's not just saying it just because. All right, we already know he's going to be fighting Darth Vader. So I'm signed on, fully on board. I've got my pen signing off. I'm ready. I'm excited and cannot wait for that. Speaking of things that people cannot wait for, Batwoman Season 3, brother. So I just reviewed Season 2 on Blu-ray. Came out Tuesday on lostmoviefiles.com. You can see my take on it. Um, yeah. I think it's much better just because Ruby Rose is gone. They've announced that she's going to have two new villains. And I'm sure you're anticipating two wholly original villains that are total Batwoman creations because that's where the show thrives and flourishes with all new original villains. Okay. Yeah. As, as I say, season two got better once they got rid of the whole where is Ruby? Where is Kate? And not Ruby. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> um, when after that, it got better. And now we know we are moving on to the world without Kate. And if we're, you know, if you guys haven't watched it, like, well, don't yeah, spoil a little bit. People haven't watched it yet. Okay. There's still an opportunity. It's on. It's on HBO Max. You know, I think. I think just cut the probably the early part of the first season and get to the latter half, and it's a much better show. I I, I remember I was about to drop it, but then I saw I'm like kind of putting in little like no, nah, we're, we're we're still sticking with you know Javica is still you know Batwoman. Don't 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 get crazy. We we we've you know we we've turned the page, and I think. 
Once I got through that, I'm like, okay, this is a better show. Wrap this up and go from there. I mean, I'll be, I, I mean, I have less hesitation to watch that show than I want any more watching the la- the final. I don't know how many episodes of Supergirl left. Did Did you watch that one last night, bro? I, I was no, it was no, it was like two o'clock when you text me that. So I was like, I'm not watching Supergirl at two o'clock. That's that's not happening. I'm gonna do something I want to do at two in the morning. Um, I will watch it though. So the next time we talk, I will have watched that. And it's funny because this summer, I thought it's summertime and we're approaching the fall season. But I feel like I've been doing a lot of TV reviews. It's Superman and Lois, uh, Star Girl, Titans, and. There's not a lot on the fall end, which is kind of weird. It's just the Flash. There's no more S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Walking Dead's about to take its break. So Fear the Walking Dead can come back. And I'm not sure if I'll be back for that. Um, So it's just weird. It's like there's been a lot more shows to watch slash review a week later. And then What If? And so there's just been an onslaught of TV this summer, which is very odd. But back to Batwoman. She's going to have some new villains. And this is familiar to people who know Batman. First one is Killer Croc, and I am very curious why this show decided to tackle Killer Croc, a character who has to look right, and if you don't make him look right, he can look bad, so I'm very curious. I mean, Grant is just the upper half, but that's an interesting call for that show. Do you use the Killer Croc from uh, Suicide Squad? Like, just, you know, ask him to borrow that costume? I think it was a lot of makeup. So it's, it's a lot of applications of prosthetics and I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Maybe they'll just do a head and put him in a hood the rest of the time. I guess that could um, work, maybe. But I still think that's the kind of villain where if the movie has to work really hard to make look right, I don't know if Batwoman's budget will be convincing to pull off Killer Croc. No. Now the, that's, that's, scary. that's sketchy. I'm... Yeah, now the other villain they're bringing out is the Mad Hatter. And I think the appropriate term now is little person. Um, Gotham did their take on Mad Hatter and he was really good. The same guy was one of the, the, the leader of the wolves in The Walking Dead. And he was, he played the character great, but I think there's just something really interesting about Mad Hatter as a character when he's way shorter than Batman and in this case Batwoman because Mad Hatter in Gotham was taller than Jim Gordon they kind of fixed some of the physical thing by getting somebody who was slender and really skinny but I like the whole Alice in Wonderland deal with the visual so I'm curious what do you think about these two characters I like Mad Hatter I like the idea because God I mean that's one that is not CGI intensive you can make a couple I mean you could definitely throw four or five episodes about Mad Hatter and wrap it up and then go to Killer Croc or vice versa. I th- and that's, I think, always the sweet spot when they don't, it doesn't seem like they're going to stretch a villain for the whole season. And it's not, it's the CGI budget. As soon as you see it, it's like, oh gosh, this isn't believable. And I think that's why, I mean, that's, I mean, not to, going to another show, that's why a lot of Gotham shows villains work really well because it's like none of them were cgi it was like you had joker you had riddler you had 
Thank you know, the Maronis and Falcons. It was just no, nobody was necessary CGI. It was just make a story and go from there. And if God, if, if Batwoman does that, I think they'll be in a much better spot. And they did Mr. Freeze. They did Poison Ivy, Firefly. I mean, they did some pretty cool stuff with their villains. I got them. I like that show. I mean, like Firefly was, you know, not giant CGI. I don't remember Mr. Freeze. I'm missing Mr. Him. Freeze was like, he had the joint. He had the gun and he had like slick back hair. He wasn't bald. Um, but they did the whole thing with him. Like he ran around in a cryogenic suit. I'll show you. Later. Yeah, I, I might have forgot it. For yeah, time. but they did a good job with him. But Gotham was a fun ride and one that I'm, you know, I guess they're trying to do with Batwoman with revisiting all these um, villains from Batman's past. But we'll see how that plays out. All right. So speaking of DC, a little movie came out uh, last week: Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I know to the absolute shock of no one, it's topping the blu-ray charts even though it's on hbo max which is very interesting i think what it is is people like me have hbo max on one device one tv and the blu-ray allows you to take it wherever so 75 percent of the sales were blu-ray and of that 75 percent 38 percent were 4k so this is where it's kind of weird. The stores are like, hey, come on in with 4K. It's like, no, nah, listen, not everybody has a 4K TV yet. So, yeah. And and if you go to Best Buy like mine, they don't have much of a section at all anyway. So boo, hiss to you all. So, yeah, uh, Justice League doing well. Uh, this clearly isn't going to mean anything because Warner Brothers has his head in the sand about revisiting anything of Zack Snyder in this universe. Are you surprised that it's topping the Blu-ray charts, despite people being able to watch it for free on HBO Max? No, I'm, I'm actually not, because I think DC fans have pretty much figured out. It's like, the only thing, the only way we're going to get anything we want out of DC is by literally throwing our dollars away we want and saying, like, no, we want this. We will light you up online. We want this. Like, you're whoever your creative directors and whatever. They're wrong. We we we're proving with our dogs. We want this. You might not think this. You might think we want a Robert Pattinson Batman, but we don't. We want to see as much as you thought we would hate Ben Affleck. We like Ben Affleck. We want to see Henry Cavill is Superman to maybe you know get his you know second movie. Like we want to see this stuff. And even if you want to change it a little bit, we're okay. Just give us these actors and play out the storyline. At least, you know, a little bit. Make make it, you know, do it for 10 years. And then if it sucks, yeah, reboot it. But we've already proven. We will go. If you put the right product out and don't and give your directors creative, uh, you know, complete control over the creativity, which we understand why Chris Nolan's like, no, I saw what happened. I'm, I'm not going to let that happen in another my, one of my movies. After Zack Snyder's, it's like, no, I'm like, give your directors like, hey, if you want to make a three hour long cut that nobody sees, fine. But if, if you if people want to go see the three hour long cut, fine. Hell, we, we we saw a four hour long version of Justice League in real life. And we were like, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, So when's the next movie coming out? Yeah, we don't plan on uh, revisiting this. This was just a fan service that we also said, hmm, some choice words to you after you're done. Yay. So, yeah. Yeah. Like. So it's very interesting. Um, 
Shang Shanxi is going to be the top film for 2021 uh, as we approach October there is a few are a few contenders that could possibly dethrone it but I don't know with the fall and everything one of them is no time to die so um, movie theaters are still requiring you to wear masks through these movies and I'm finding that very interesting because you know where I don't have to wear masks to watch movies home and I know it's their thing of oh we really 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 want people to come back to theaters just to keep that thriving empire going but I'm like listen put your stuff out on streaming platforms do a 30-day theatrical window because it's not comfortable wearing a mask for two hours to watch a movie it just goes against the whole thing and did you enjoy your Candyman experience at the movies last time we went to see a movie Okay, I don't want to cry. This is literally like we we got into the movie. It's like an eight o'clock movie, and then like maybe four people over. It looked like they hadn't seen each other in you know five days because they couldn't shut up for like the first twenty minutes of the movie. We had to hiss them. You're like, Shh. you know, you're like, okay, you know, y'all are crazy. I'm not, I'm not trying to get too bucking candy, man. But seriously. It was just like, wow, this is what I didn't. And then you had the random, maybe teenagers laughing at nothing. You're just like, yeah, I paid $30 for this. You know what I could have done? I could have called Jeff and he would have told me that I could just rent this on cable the same dang night. And I could have my popcorn, some pizza, all for under 30 bucks. And I would not have to shush anybody, you know. I don't know. I think maybe the movie was 30 bucks, but I think the whole comfort would have been better to spend that 30 bucks. Like, if you had a choice of how to spend your 30 bucks, I bet most people would prefer to spend it at home and not have to worry about concession, not have to worry about talking teenagers or anybody disrupting the movie experience for them. Honestly, I mean, like, it was just for two of us. All total was over $50. And it was like, Wow. And it was not a great, I mean, it's like, I like the theater, I went to, but it was just like, wow, this is not what I would rather spend $50 on. But I could have easily spent $8 and enjoyed my extra two-hour movie. And I probably and I probably would have enjoyed probably Candyman a little more because I wouldn't have to like just prone one ear out because I'm trying to not hear stuff. I could actually just focus on the movie. So I, I I'll, I'll stick to my, you know, two at two p.m. showings versus actual when people actually in the theater again. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about the long term future of movies because I feel like people weren't going last year, and I think people could get got kind of used to not going to movies, and they're seeing stuff that are that are blockbusters like Shang Chi, like Black Widow like no time to die i'm sure but these other films are doing terrible like this new clint eastwood movie cry macho did awful this movie that i did like cop shop did worse people aren't going to the movies just to go now it's like do i really want to see this do i need to see this in the on the big screen and i feel like by and large it's no like i don't know how soon we're gonna get back to pre-pandemic numbers but i think it's gonna be really interesting I don't know. I mean, like you, you, the movies you mentioned, like um, No Time to Die, it's like after my last experience at the movie theater, 
I'm not seeing that in the movies. I mean, it's just like, it's, I can't come up with the energy to want to go see that movie. It's like, eventually y'all will be on Amazon Prime and I can wait you out. Um, and like Dune, it seems like Dune is supposed to be, like there was a original four hour long cut and whatever's coming to the theaters is not that somewhat. I'm almost going to wait you out on Dune so I can see a four hour long cut in case I like the movie and not be like, wow, they really should have put that in. So yeah. I'm not putting down dollars for movie theaters right now. Smart call. And sm- speaking of smart, Let's talk about our nominees for Dummies of the Week. Who you got, bro? Oh, man. So my Dummy of the Week actually puts it on us, the viewers slash audience slash people who thought the Emmys having, you know, so much diversity in their choices of movies and films to watch. When they basically decided to tell you, hey, we're only going to watch one drama and one comedy. And we don't care who else is nominated. Everybody else in the major acting category is getting those awards from those shows. And for anyone who thought, yeah, you know, have historic amount of representation was really going to lead to historic wins, we are dumb. So I'm actually putting the W's of the week on us for thinking diversity and those award shows really matters. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I just stopped watching these award shows and results like this where before main acting categories goes to all nine people of color i just feel like yep that that's about right and why stop watching these shows because it's like it can't just be that oh we nominate all these people but none of them are good enough to win so yeah i've moved on and no more awards shows and and the funny thing is like it was is like i i i don't have H, uh, what is it apple plus and it was like every i mean like it was kind of the critics were saying the the critics i guess who didn't vote said the ted lasso was kind of an off year wasn't as funny as the first year but magically he sweeps all the comments like really they're always a year behind they're always a year behind on that stuff like oh this was something that everybody liked okay let's give it awards next year so it's just how it goes yeah but that doesn't actually ever work for the black shows they're done my nominee for dummy of the week is Disney because they're changing up Jessica Rabbit because um, she's way too sexy. She's too sexy for this room and she's way too sexy for this Disney ride and so instead of the big red dress, the long purple gloves now Jessica's rocking a trench coat because we can't have a character that's a parody of the sexy damsel in distress the femme fatale looking like a femme fatale which i think is just funny because if you watched who framed roger rabbit clearly jessica was no mere damsel in distress she was in the action she was playing against her thing it was i can't help it if i'm drawing bad and it was just like this whole twist on the whole sex pot thing and it seems all that nuance is gone for the sake of people getting their bloomers in a twist i mean how many people i mean like you see like little girls dressing i mean you know like people dressing in those costumes and i was like oh my gosh this isn't it's like the worst thing in the world it's like really guys like you you have to listen just because people have a megaphone doesn't mean you always have to listen to them you can sometimes say hey we have other things to worry about and for disney not to say this is one of those things we have other things to worry about 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. That means the week on them. Yes. All right. So I don't know how soon we're going to talk about it, but Titans has a new episode tomorrow. And if it's anything like last week, we're going to talk about it very soon because we're on the home stretch of that season and I need to see some improvements. I'm a little worried. Uh, why are they jumping the gun? What'd you say? Day early on their episode? I said, why are they jumping the gun a day early on their episode? Well, it's always Thursday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Always Thursday for that show. They didn't want to get mm-hmm. caught with the movie premieres, so they always put their stuff. HBO Max puts new movies on Friday, so they put new episodes of Titans on Thursday. But this week also shows and has the first episode of Doom Patrol season three, which uh, I think is going to take a little bit more attention because people really like Doom Patrol and Doom Patrol is a show that's impossible to jump the shark because they killed the shark a long time ago with the fart and donkey and they just don't care. And it's like, I'm all on board with your wacky universe because you have freedom to do whatever the heck you want to do and you make it entertaining. So we'll see what happens there. Bro shot. Thanks for rolling with me as always. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed.